Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan live from the Lakeland University studios. Leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu. Lakeland.edu. I did get a chance to, uh, to do this um, earlier in the week, and it just crossed my brain now, and I want to make sure to take a moment um, to do this uh, before we get into our conversation about what Amon Shumpert, uh, the uh, former NBA guard, uh, said uh, about LeBron James ruining uh, the NBA years ago. Uh, and I thought, you know, uh, he swore some, but it's all bleeped out. Uh, our goddamn plucker. Uh, went through and bleeped the whole thing out. Uh, so we'll get to that in a minute and see if you agree with Amon Shumpert of whether or not you believe that LeBron James ruined uh, the NBA or not. Play that for you here in a couple seconds. I just want to take a couple minutes quick um, just to, um, for those of you that may not know, didn't see the tweets, uh, didn't hear the show uh, on Saturday, uh, to really say thanks uh, to the Cutting Edge Outdoor guys uh, over the years. Uh, their last show on the station was on Saturday morning. Um, and you've heard them on Saturday mornings pretty much going back to, what was it, 2005, 2006, somewhere in that area they've been doing it. It was uh, Bushy and John Lehman for a, a long time, uh, and then it ended up being uh, Tom Neubauer and Bushy uh, as well. And, it, you know, again, they were they were a part of this station for a long, long time, and they've decided to, you know, wrap it up uh, and, and call it a day uh, with that show, and I can completely uh, – get down with that and appreciate that and all the years that they were on this station and uh, much love to them uh, for putting on uh, not only an informational show, but an entertaining show uh, as well. Uh, those guys did a cutting edge outdoors. And when uh, I had put out on Twitter on Saturday morning uh, saying that, you know, it's their last show and thanks so much for everything they've done. I called into before the show ended to, to thank them too. Uh, a lot of you uh, reached out on Twitter and said, how much you like that show and how much you're going to miss that show. And it was, it was a very, very good show. So, uh, so again, just want to say again, uh, thanks and much appreciation to those guys 
on the Cutting Edge Outdoor Show for putting on such a great show uh, over the course of time, and especially Bushy, who's you know been with that show from the very beginning, and just an outstanding job uh, and an outstanding product they put out there. So thanks to those guys for being a part of that uh, for all this time. All right, so uh, last night uh, on Twitter, on social media, I'm scrolling around like I always do. Leroy always yells at me, tells me to put my phone down, spend some time with my family. I, and I understand. He's probably right. Uh, but anyway, so on social media, on Twitter, uh, and Bleacher Report, I had this uh, sit-down interview, a couple minutes long, uh, with Amon Shumpert. And I'm based on what I saw, it looks like uh, it was Chicago-based, from what I could tell. Could you tell Plucker one way or the other? It looks Chicago-based. The guy, the guy, kid, whatever, I don't know how old he was, uh, was wearing a White Sox hat, uh, and they got into Chicago conversation uh, as well. Uh, but Bleacher Report posted part of this video of these two having a conversation, the person interviewing Amon Shumpert. Uh, and Amon uh, kind of talked about how the NBA changed or when the NBA changed and how fans view the NBA, uh, all kind of going back to LeBron James at the end of the day. So I'm going to play this, and then let's see if if you agree or disagree with what Amon Shumpert has to say here. And again, there's going to be lots of bleeps because he swears. Uh, but we do our best. Here we go. No, he didn't. It wasn't Katie. It was Braun first going to Miami. Braun knows he ruined th- basketball. Okay, let me ask you this. Do you think that was? I always look at the Braun first. Braun ruined basketball. So he thought Le- he was. He thought he was making it better. I get it. So you think LeBron <laughs> ruined it for everything? Me personally, I love the NBA for the loyalty that I thought was there. He basically knocked the fourth wall down. Like man, the, the owners ain't. Shit, they bullshit. We doing what we want. Great business move for sure, but. When you think about it outside looking in, like, I got people tweeting me right now. They, like, literally talking about owners and trades. It's like, bro, y'all not supposed to be talking about none of this, actually. Y'all really supposed to be going super crazy. If you're a businessman and you sitting outside looking in, you're like, damn, the fans are supposed to be worried about the games. They're supposed to be talking like they used to be. We used to just sit there and talk. Of course. I don't care. You're not finna. I I was a Bulls fan. You're not allowed to talk about Judd Bushler. Shout out to Jed Butchler, uh, also a great volleyball player. No one knows that. <laughs> like you're not allowed to talk about Jason Caffey. None of my guys. Jason Caffey. Or, or or what was the other guy's name? Uh, Randy Brown. Shout Randy, out to Randy Brown. Brown. You, know? you know, you know Listen, what I'm saying? Like, I, I went huge... to school with his son. Randy Brown. Shout out to him. We could go down the random bull. Bill Wennington. But I'm just yeah. I'm not playing about the Bulls. And right. it's like I feel like now because everybody's teaming up and. Sh- like you'll hear people like, no, yeah, man, but they suck. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he needs to go over here. He needs to get traded. I'll be listening to this shit like, bro, I'm like, do y'all realize the, the players that y'all just willing to just, mm-hmm. if they don't win this year, like, y'all, yeah. he get traded there and he can't win this year and now y'all just done? I'm like, bro, these two these two playing styles is going to take at least three years to figure each other out before y'all even got a shot. Y'all big and y'all small right. going to have to play together for a little it's while. It's become like an arms race, though, right? It's like very much like It got to happen fast. It has to happen immediately. Or else it's like everybody's the on the, the hot world. seat yeah everybody's tweaking and it'd be like bro they lost three games like bro chill out yeah <laughs> it's 82 games somebody lose three they start caring about what the man wearing is he coming like it's just all type of frantic and i feel like all the franticness happened when Braun went to miami that's when everything became so critical that's an interesting point uh and i i thought the way he put it out there uh, made it more even interesting because when I saw the headline on the tweet um, about Amon Shumpert's conversation here from the Bleach Report, they kind of put it out like uh, Shumpert says LeBron ruined the NBA. 
I'm just trying to figure out, ruin the NBA. You ruin the NBA, man. People are tuning in to watch LeBron James. But when you listen to the audio or you watch the video, what Shumpert's talking about is he ruined the fan experience of how fans interact with the NBA, how fans are fans uh, of the NBA. That's what Shumpert is talking about, that he ruined it for you listening uh, to me right now. He ruined it for me as a fan. He ruined it for Dan Plucker as a fan. He ruined it for everybody because now you want even more immediate gratification than you did before. Now you look at, you know, say Durant, right? Durant, wherever Durant goes, there's going to be an expectation that they're going to win a championship. Durant, Kyrie, Harden. Don't win a championship last year? That didn't work out. Failure. Now you can talk about injuries and whatever, fine, but that's the expectation when you put these quote-unquote super teams together. LeBron James, wherever he goes, when he went to Miami, it was, you're going to win championships, plural. Not one. He started talking about like seven in that little prep rally they had. The expectation was on that team immediately that they were going to win championships. Anything short of that would be deemed a failure. You lose to the Mavericks in the finals, you screwed up, you choked. That's on you. That's how it was. Not, oh yeah, well that's fine, it'll be okay, they'll they'll win championships, it's going to take a little while. That patience uh, that maybe you had growing up is seemingly out the window now. So, do you put that on LeBron? Do you put that on society? What do you attribute that to? That lack of patience to allow a team to grow, build, and advance year to year and instead of wanting immediate gratification right away. That's what we want to know. That's what I want to know because I'm guilty of it. Absolutely, I'm guilty of it. No question. If you listen to any show that I'm on, you know I want championships and I don't want to hear about having to wait five, six, seven years necessarily to do it. Figure it out. Let's get it done. So I'm guilty of it. I just want to know where do you kind of put the blame? Shepard says this is on LeBron. I don't know where you put it. Let's talk about it. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Uh, Dan Plucker, where do you put the blame? Are, are you with Shump and says, you know, when LeBron went and formed that team with Wade and Bosch uh, in Miami, that kind of ruined the NBA? Yeah, probably. That was That was the moment. I mean, people will go back to Jordan and Pippen and – and Dennis Rodman in certain situations, but Rodman was kind of an outcast before he got to Chicago, and he wasn't the guy on that team. Jordan sure. and Pippen both drafted by the Bulls. People so. didn't know they could coexist when Rodman came. Yeah, exactly. And and I mean, there were definitely question marks revolving LeBron and D Wade and Chris Bosh as well when all that was going down, and and how they would all merge together. But at the same time, like it was two bona fide superstars and the best player maybe in the history of basketball, teaming up. That's what that was. With with D-Wade, who was, what, a top five player in the league at that He'd point, He'd already won too? a championship with Shaq. Exactly. Already championship experience. So, yeah, that was... I think that was the moment. Now, Golden State, they did things a little bit differently as well. All their guys drafted similar to the Bulls. But then you talk about Kevin Durant coming in. Maybe, again, one of if top two, if not the best player in basketball at that point, yep. joining one of the top two, three players in basketball with Steph Curry, Curry at the time. Klay Thompson, one of the best shooters, top 30 player in the NBA, too. It, it's, it's created this process of all these teams having to go through building a super team to win a champion and see and that is to me uh, what makes what should make 
uh, a lot of fans around the country even more appreciative of what the Milwaukee Bucks were able to do. They didn't build those super teams. P.J. Tucker was no superstar by any stretch of the imagination. They did not build a super team. Giannis did not go out and bring in all these superstars. Now, they made the trade for Drew Holiday, sure, uh, but it wasn't done in the same way as Miami. It wasn't done in the same way uh, as, you know, say, the Lakers with Anthony Davis and LeBron. It wasn't done the same way as Golden State going out and getting KD. It wasn't done in that way. Having said that, the fan perspective in all of this was still the same as what Chumpert is talking about of, oh, Chris Middleton, you're not performing well enough? We can get rid of Chris Middleton. Let's move on. Let's bring somebody else in. That is what it is to be a fan nowadays. You don't perform, you're out. Look at the Packers. Jordan Love played one game, and some of you think he's a horrible quarterback, will never get any better, and let's move on. You've already passed judgment on one game of this kid's entire career based on he didn't play well enough in one game, let's move forward. And think about it. A majority of us, and again, putting myself in this, want to win and win now. And don't have patience to wait for two, three, four years for a team to figure it out. The Bucs had the best record in the NBA back-to-back years. And then finally busted through and really, you know, had to go through Brooklyn in order to get there and did it and won an NBA championship. Again, a process which many people aren't willing to wait around and see. Let's go to Jerome and Greenfield. You're first up on Sparky's Midday Madness. Jerome, do you think LeBron James kind of ruined the way fans uh, root for the NBA and root for sports? Um, since since they, since he gave it a moment in time, I would say yeah. But like I've always kind of thought super teams were a thing, um, but like not as kind of planned out. You know, like I do miss the process though. Like of like you think of the '80s Bucks, and granted, I was like four or five years old. Sure. Where like they were kind of just like always kind of right there, right there, right there. They never really broke through, but I kind of miss teams going through that process in any sport. Um, but I just never thought like the '83 76ers, like Moses Malone. Everybody know that move kind of put them over the top. Um, I just never thought about giving it a moment in time, um, but I do miss the process. You know, it, it, it's ruined it. Like, I, I miss that process of, like, seeing the team grow, and all of a sudden, like, you can just trade a bunch of assets and get the thing you need. Um, but maybe LeBron, maybe, like, what LeBron did is he exposed us more to, like, what we needed to know versus, like, kind of, like, how they were kind of keeping us in a spot as fans. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, no question, Jerome. Thanks for the call. And that's the other thing, too. You go back to the 80s. Let's go back. Just uh, don't even have to go back to the 80s. Let's just look at the Cubs. Just right down 94. Let's look at Chicago, right? They put together their team and they won a World Series. But the core of that team, Rizzo, Brian, Javi Baez, Contreras, those guys were all together throughout that whole run, that whole long time frame. They were all together, right? So if you bought a Baez jersey or Rizzo jersey back when that run started, they were on your team for quite a few years. Now they just blew up, and that's why you know all those people in Chicago were like crying all over the place because that team was all done, and now these guys they've rooted for for so many years all together as a core are gone. It doesn't appear that that's going to be a thing necessarily uh, in sports very much going forward. It just doesn't. Like it doesn't seem like a lot of GMs, owners, fan bases are going to have the patience. So let guys stay together for that long. Now, in baseball, it's a little bit different because of how the process works with minor leagues, uh, how much team control they have of you. And then you have to go through the arbitration process, which is even more team control. So it, it, as a baseball fan, you have a better chance 
of seeing a young guy come up in your farm system, stay with your team for a number of years at the pro level before they're afforded the opportunity to leave. And that's providing they don't sign a long-term deal. Look at Ryan Braun. They drafted him, played his whole career here. Whole career. If you had a Braun jersey when he started, you were able to wear that for over a decade. Easy. Even Prince Fielder, who got out when he could get out to go sign that massive deal with the Tigers, you still had him for a few years without leaving. Now in the NBA, you know, it doesn't feel necessarily the same way. And that's why when Giannis signs his massive extension that he assigns, you know, it's a huge story that he's staying with that same team. There's not a lot of those guys. Kobe, Dirk, but there's not many. There's not many. Most of these guys are rolling around, changing teams, trying to figure out the best way to win rings. And why is winning rings such a best way, such an important thing? Because that's how people judge these guys when you start talking about the greatest of all time is how many rings do you have? And then part of the process is you see guys like Barkley on TV, one of the best to ever play the game, doesn't have a ring. And you see Shaq making fun of them and guys taking their shots. They don't want to be him. They don't want to have this great career and they never have a ring. So you go ring chasing earlier in your career. Unlike, say, a Gary Payton and a Carl Malone, they didn't ring chase to the very end. When they ended up with the Lakers at the end, and that was a complete disaster. That didn't happen. That didn't work. But they went ring chasing at the end. Now these guys are ring chasing, ring chasing in their prime, trying to figure it out. I don't blame them. But because of it now, you have fan bases now that are far less patient than they were before. Mike, Southside, you are next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Do you think LeBron James ruined it for fans and how they kind of follow sports? I'll get to LeBron in a minute. I watched a game the other night, but uh, way to go for doing it all for the kids. Oh, the toy drive. Yeah, toy drive's good. At all. I'm kind of disappointed no one brought it up. No. But anyway. I, I don't want it. To, Mike, between you and me, Mike, between you and me, I like it was it was a humbling deal uh, that Mitch Rosen, my boss, and everybody did yeah, in I having heard, this plaque for children. I heard the soundbite, yeah. Right, right. It was very humbling, but I, I, you know, like Leroy, I don't like, I don't really like all that. So for me, it's good. I appreciate it. I'm very thankful to Children's and for everybody, the support, everybody that reached out on Twitter and social media and all that. I appreciate it. But I'd rather let's just move on. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, you work hard. It's all for the kids, you know. Absolutely, I, it is. I would have shed a tear if it was me, but anyway. I watched a game of LeBron the other night. I think it was Phoenix. Phoenix is really good, by the way. Yeah, they're not going to win. He don't shake no one's hand. They gave him what? Carmelo, Davis. Got a bunch of Russell, we- Russell Westbrook would have shaken his head like, what did I get myself into? It's all about him. And I, I, I hate it. I just hate it. I, I don't think I got anything more to add to that. This is the thing. Um, Go ahead. I'll, I'll hang up and listen. Th- thanks for the call. See, I think it's different for everybody. So I think it's different for, say, Mike, who's in his 50s, or me, who's in his 40s, who've kind of seen the way it was the way it is. If you're in your 20s or younger, this is probably all you know. If you're in your 30s, this is a lot of kind of what you know. It wasn't the other way, right? So... If you were a, a Brewers fan back in the day, and I'm going back in the day, right, 80s, you had Molitor, Yount, Gantner. You had to see Yount and Gantner play here the whole time. They they were play baseball. They were here with you in Milwaukee. You go out to the bar, go out to the restaurant, boom, there's Robin Yount. Boom, there's Jim Gantner. Gantner still is in the community. 
or last I checked, I think he still lives in the community. Gorman Thomas, he still lives here. He's still out and about. See Gorman Thomas around town. He's got his his mustard sauce or whatever it is that he's got out and about. And get that Robert Specialty meats, by the way, if you're looking for it. So he's out and about. Yout, he owned the Chinooks for the longest time. Now he's out, but he owned it for the longest time. Was a part of that. Was always back in the community. And you form that relationship and you form that bond. I remember when Paul Molitor left. Paul Molitor came back to County Stadium. I was there. Pretty sure I was there with Tim Allen, if memory serves correct. But I, I might be wrong. Maybe I wasn't there with Tim. But either way, I was there. Boo! Booed him. Because at that time, again, no sports talk radio, just newspapers, whatever. At that time, the belief was, or thought was, was that he left for more money and kind of, you know, put his nose up in Milwaukee and chased the money. In reality, we find out years later that was not the case at all. And really, at the end of the day, Bud kind of screwed Molitor more than anything else. Uh, and nobody should even remotely blame Paul Molitor for leaving at that point. But at that point, it was a big deal because he was one of those three that left and fans were angry that he got up and left. Now, a star player leaves a team and it's like, okay, another star player left. Yeah, whatever. And when you start talking about what turns people off of sports sometimes, it's that. It's that they don't know the guys year to year. Even the 14-year-old at home, he's like, I didn't know that guy was on that team. When did that guy leave that team to go to that team? I didn't see that. And he follows it. Like, he's a sports dork like me. And he misses stuff from time to time and is surprised when he sees players in different uniforms. Dennis, downtown, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What do you think? Do you think LeBron James kind of ruined it for fans? No, I don't think it's LeBron James. I I go back to... um... Now, what he did do is he brought the AAU mindset and concept into the NBA, but that culture had already existed for so many years, even before LeBron got into the league, where you you got the top guy from this high school, the top guy from that high school, all playing together on the same team. Unlike um, probably when I was, you know, into sports playing basketball, it was you stay with the same playground and you went to the you know, to the other city championships with the same playground. But when AAU came in, all bets were off. So I don't think he won that. I just think he may have just brought that philosophy to the the NBA and, you know, created it in that manner. You know, that's the, the interesting part. When you start talking about that culture in the NBA, do you think the NBA – culture of what it was really was kind of the pioneer and, and that culture kind of has spread now to the other pro leagues? Do I, um, I think along, I'm going to say yes, because um, everybody want to be winners and everybody wants the championships. So I would say yes, when they saw the NBA doing it, I think it kind of got to the other athletes and they begin to say, well, if they can do it, so can we. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, you just look at, say, in the NFL right now, thanks for the call, Dennis. You look in the NFL. Guys dictating where they want to go. The whole whole Julio Jones thing. Like, yeah, I'm out. I'm not playing here anymore. No Trade me. And now you got the Aaron Rodgers thing. Put that there, too. That type of stuff, none of that stuff was happening, in my opinion, before you got to LeBron, where LeBron was kind of dictating what was happening in Cleveland from a personnel standpoint and everything else? What was going to happen in Miami? Yes, Pat Riley was the guy and all that. But Pat Riley used those guys in large part to help recruit other players to come in for minimal deals, use them in decision-making process, so forth. LeBron James 
when he was coming to Cleveland the second time, said, I don't want to play with no young Andrew Wiggins. No, have no interest in playing with some young kid. I want Kevin Love. Go get me Kevin Love. That's that's what it was. He wanted to play with the vet. He was good with Kyrie, but he wanted another vet, didn't want to play with the young player. He dictated them not holding on to Wiggins and dictating what they wanted to do. So he also drove that facet of sports too. The player taking kind of more of a control from a personnel standpoint. And now we're not talking any player, right? We're not talking about, um, I don't pick a guy, Pat Connaughton taking over personnel matters. We're talking about superstars. We're talking about best of the best. That's what Aaron Rodgers is. He's best of the best. And because of kind of the precedent that got set maybe in the NBA a little bit, now some of these NFL guys are starting to feel their way and starting to get some of that same treatment. So we'll continue to take your calls about how LeBron James kind of maybe changed sports a little bit here. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. Hey, no matter your favorite sport, place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room. We're talking bocce ball, pool, foosball, darts, table tennis. And when you're playing your games, you settle down, have some great food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up. <laughs> that means they got a fish fry tonight. Visit their Facebook page or QClubofWI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. James in Waukesha leads us off. Next. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fans, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. Rami Makhlouf, The Rami Show comes up one half hour from right now. Going to want to stay here for that. Don't forget Journey House College Sports Show, Thursday nights, 6 to 8. Don Wachillis, Dan Underberg, they'll be back on the air uh, tomorrow night from 6 to 8 as well. Lots of good stuff on this station, I got to tell you. I know I'm being biased, but we got a lot of good programming. James in Waukesha, you're up next on Sparky's Midday Madness. James, do you think LeBron James has kind of ruined sports a little bit for the fans and others? Well, I don't I don't know. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. And uh, happy happy holidays to you. Happy holidays, James. Hey, um you know, I, I I don't know. It's just um it's it's bigger than him. It's 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 marketing, it's it's money, but but as far as players moving around and and demanding this and demanding that, I mean, I remember I remember watching Buell Cinder sweep the Baltimore Bullets and what Within three years, I want out of here. I'm. I want to go to Los Angeles or New York, and it, it goes back, you know, way before LeBron and all these other. Guys. Well, you've you've seen it absolutely, and you've seen guys dictate where they go in the draft as well. Eli Manning pulled that crap. Uh, I refused to get drafted by the Chargers. Elway yeah. pulled that same crap and didn't want to go to the Colts. So, absolutely, man, you've and, definitely and, seen it in the past, as far as from that perspective goes. And and hell, when the Packers uh, when the Packers drafted uh, Tony Gurwich, um, Dion and others said, "Do not draft me. I won't come." You know, it goes it, it goes even back then. Yeah, Tony Madrich. But again, I, we get into that. He was the, he was the most obvious pick at two. I think. Any general manager in that in that draft uh, would have went Mandridge too, and I think some may have taken him over Aikman at one if they already had a quarterback. 
Right, right. But then you had M. You, you look, look, look at the other players: Barry Sanders. Oh, Derek Thomas. Yeah, oh yeah. That was a loaded draft, no right. doubt. James, thanks for the call. Yeah, that that draft was loaded. Everybody that, that banks on Tom Bratz, who was the general manager at that point, actually a Kenosha native, um, for that that Mandrich pick. Everybody does that pick. Everybody. The guy was a beast. Now I don't know if everybody knew that he was juicing the way he uh, allegedly was juicing back in the day, uh, but he was a monster. You know, he's the best offensive line prospect to come out in I don't know how many years it was at that point. Cover of Sports Illustrated. Had a girl up on each one of his biceps uh, for the cover of Sports Illustrated. The whole deal. He was supposed to be that. People don't remember is that after uh, Green Bay, he went on to have a pretty decent career with the Colts. Or he was with the Colts for a little while after that and was okay. So, when we get back to this thing, I'm going to play one more time here for you. If you're you're just tuning in, you're like, what are we doing? Uh, Amon Shumpert... uh, you know, kind of talked about LeBron James and his idea of going to Miami and how maybe he thought he was doing, you know, good for the NBA. And in turn, maybe it it kind of wasn't good for the NBA and kind of ruined the NBA uh, a little bit as far as how fans view their teams. Now, this is Amon Shumpert. This was a video tweet out from Bleacher Report. It's him and uh, a younger guy that's doing the interview. I'm sorry, I don't know who the person is that's doing the interview. Uh, but it's about two minutes long. This is uh, Amon Shumpert and, and this dude. Uh, talking about LeBron. No, he didn't. It wasn't Katie. It was Bron first going to Miami. Bron knows he ruined you, basketball. Okay, let me ask you this: Do you think that was? I always look at the Bron first. ruined basketball. So he thought Le- he was. He thought he was making it better. I get it. So you think LeBron <laughs> ruined it for everything? Me personally, I love the NBA for the loyalty that I thought was there. He basically knocked the fourth wall down. Like man, the, the owners ain't <laughs> they bullshit. We doing what we want. Great business move for sure, but. When you think about it outside looking in, like, I got people tweeting me right now. They, like, literally talking about owners and trades. It's like, bro, y'all not supposed to be talking about none of this, actually. Y'all really supposed to be going super crazy. If you're a businessman and you sitting outside looking in, you're like, damn, the fans are supposed to be worried about the games. They're supposed to be talking like they used to be. We used to just sit there and talk. Of course. I don't care. You're not finna. I I was a Bulls fan. You're not allowed to talk about Judd Bushler. Shout out to Jed Butchler, uh, also a great volleyball player. Everyone knows that. <laughs> like you're not allowed to talk about Jason Caffey. None of my guys. Jason Caffey. Or, or or what was the other guy's name? Uh, Randy Brown. Shout Randy out to Randy Brown. Brown you know? You're not, you know Listen, what I'm saying? Like, I was I went to huge... school with his son. Randy Brown. Shout yeah. out to him. We could go down the random bull. Bill Wennington. But I'm just yeah. I'm not playing about the Bulls. And right. it's like I feel like now because everybody's teaming up and. Sh- like you'll hear people like, no, yeah, man, but they suck. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he needs to go over here. He needs to get traded. I'll be listening to this like, bro, I'm like, do y'all realize the the players that y'all just willing to just, Mm -hmm. if they don't win this year, like y'all, he get traded there and he can't win this year and now y'all just done? I'm like, bro, these two, these two playing styles is going to take at least three years to figure each other out before y'all even got a shot. Y'all big and y'all small going to have to play together for a little while. It's become like an arms race though, right? It's like very much like It got to happen fast. It has to happen immediately. Or else it's like. Everybody's the on the, the hot world. seat. Yeah, everybody's tweaking, and it'd be like, bro, they lost three games. Like, bro, chill out. Yeah. <laughs> it's 82 games. Somebody lose three. They start caring about what the man wearing. Is he coming? Like, it's just all type of frantic. And I feel like all the franticness happened when Braun went to Miami. That's when everything became so critical. I'll take you uh, on another uh, route here uh, outside of LeBron James you know, kind of ruining things, I guess, for NBA fans. And again, I think it goes across all sports. I don't think it's necessarily just the NBA. The other thing that kind of changed the fans' perspective as far as how they view sports 
sports talk radio being everywhere, uh, TV and all the different, you know, talking sports talk stations, not only just like Fox and ESPN and CBS and those, but also NFL has their own TV station, MLB, NBA. Not only do they have their own TV stations, they have their own radio uh, stations as well and own radio channels on Sirius XM where it's just nonstop analysis and talk uh, and taking calls and having guests on. And it's in your face all the time. You didn't have all of this analysis all the time back in the day. Back in the day, you know, you would get your national game of the week, let's say, uh, for baseball. That would be the only time you really could see the other baseball teams play. Uh, when, you know, you were in the AL, like the Brewers were, you didn't get to see NL games. I mean, we did because and, and a lot of teams got to see the Cubs because of WGN. But for the most part, you never really got to see them. Interleague play clubs, uh, you never got to see your guys versus the other guys in the other league. So that kind of took away from the All-Star game at that point because those matchups aren't necessarily as special anymore because you get them in the regular season too. But then the other part of this, I think that that really kind of helped screw all this up outside of sports talk radio and uh, TV sports talk all over the place and all these different programs and analysis and everything else, social media. Good golly. That really just kind of put a fork in it. Because now not only do you have everything on your radio and everything on your TV uh, that's constantly analyzing and dissecting everything everything uh, which way but loose, but now you've got all these people that don't have the platform of a microphone, that don't have a platform of a TV camera. Now they're all doing you know podcasts and Zoom casts and all this other stuff from their homes and so forth. And a lot of these dudes uh, and, and females as well super knowledgeable they know what they're talking about and have great analysis but now you add all of them into the mix on top of everybody else that's already in the media getting paid to do what we do so now you're head spinning even more then you take some of these athletes who in my opinion foolishly are on social media and put them on social media and now essentially put a target on themselves for when something goes wrong they get absolutely destroyed by their fan base or other fans of other fan bases and because now they can get to you before they couldn't get to the athlete. Before, if you were unhappy with, you know, Greg Vaughn struck out three times in a game, you called up your buddy and you and him completely, you know, talk back and forth about, man, I can't believe he struck out the base load twice. How unbelievable. Nowadays, if somebody strikes out three times and they're on social media Everybody and their mama comes attacking that person for striking out multiple times in a big game or whatever the case is. That's the biggest difference to me. So not only you talk about LeBron James and how he changed things, forming super teams and uh, the way fans root for it and they want the immediate gratification, but I think also it's kind of ruined it to a certain degree for the players too. Now, there are some players that will definitely use it uh, for the positive, right? A.J. Dillon comes to mind first off and foremost. I mean, that dude right now is the king of social media at this point uh, right now. I mean, he he is doing a great job using social media to promote himself and so forth. I don't know how kind of uh, deals he has with, you know, any type of sponsors or whatever else. He should have a ton because, like, he is Mr. Door County, Mr. Green Bay, Mr. Wisconsin at this point, the way he goes out, uh, out and above. Giannis, king of social media doing his thing. Now, look at Giannis' teammate, Chris Middleton. Good thing he ain't on social media. Not a good idea. 
Now, maybe now it would be fine because they've won a championship and so forth. But for a number of years, he definitely would have been a target on social media of all uh, these crazy people that want to go attack a player on social media. Like, that's just, to me, it's nuts. Like, I, what does it solve? Like, do you think that one, once a player sees your tweet that, oh, you know, Joe in Cudahy makes a good point. I need to concentrate better at the plate. That's why I struck out. Uh, or Ernie in Racine makes a great point that I need to work on my free throws because I'm shooting 60%. I hadn't thought about that before. No, it doesn't do anything. I'll tell you what it does do is it gets these athletes to really not be happy with where they're playing at this point and not want to deal with all the crap that comes with it. And then sometimes you have these guys that simply will just be done, just shut off their social media and not be a part of it. Now, Aaron Rodgers is a guy that claims that he uses his social media in the offseason, but during the season, you know, not as much. Really didn't see him on social media hardly at all this last offseason as all this stuff was going on. But he didn't necessarily bail, per se, from social media. But I think that also has kind of led to how sports is. Now, are sports better now than they were, you know, 30, 40 years from now? I don't know. I, I liked how sports were 30 or 40 years from now, I guess. I'll be the old guy in the room. You know, it, it was more of the same dudes year in and year out that you got to root for and, you know, got to be uh, attached to one way uh, or the other. Now, without this platform that I have, I, I would be working in some other industry, obviously, so I'm thankful that we have Sports Talk Radio. Uh, but it definitely has influenced the fan base. Without question, it's influenced the fan base. Hey, are you looking for a new career? Would you like to be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? A company that's been in business over 30 years. My boys over at Young Express, John Young and his crew, are looking for dispatchers. Now, this is what you have to have if you want to go work for John Young and his fine folks over at Young Express. You have to be able to multitask in a fast-paced environment. Good communication skills, computer literate, and overall friendly disposition for dealing with a variety of customers and drivers. No experience necessary. They will train you. Great. Right? I mean, if you're listening, even though you've never been a dispatcher, you can apply, possibly get hired. At Young Express, you can get a competitive hourly wage, paid holidays, vacation time, personal days, 401k with company match, health plan, and profit sharing. Apply online today at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express, success drives them. Uh, coming up next, I want to get into Troy Aikman and Joe Buck doing the game again this weekend. I tweeted out last night. How many times have they had the Packers this year? It feels like an obnoxious amount of times. I want to talk about these broadcast teams. Coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan. Christmas is just days away. Now is the time to make sure the food you serve up for your family and friends is only the best in quality meats from Robert's Specialty Meats. Paul Roberts loves to play Santa, and his merry elves are working round the clock to have all your holiday favorites from a prime rib roast, hand-cut, and tied personally by your butcher, easy to carve and serve at your holiday gathering, plus other delicious choices like USDA prime beef tenderloin, the Al Capone Italian pork roast featuring nine different meats and cheeses, plus seasonings combining for one awesome-tasting meal, or traditional holiday favorites like Polish sausage or the purest ground round you'll find. For those who are difficult to buy for, why not a Robert's gift card, which makes the perfect stocking stuffer on Christmas morning. Visit them today or call them at 262-549-MEAT for the best selection or online at robertspecialtymeatswaukesha.com for money-saving coupons. Merry Christmas from Robert's Specialty Meats, your home 
Town Butcher. So I don't know if y'all saw this last night. Matt Schneidman uh, had tweeted out that the Packers, one more time, are going to get Buck and Aikman again this week on Christmas Day. And I tweeted out, does it feel like they've had them like a ton uh, this year? And one of our listeners was nice enough uh, to go do some research and said they've had them six times. Six times. And then others were nice enough to tweet at me at Sparky Radio and say, hey, uh, you're good. You're going to get the best crew. I understand that. I'm going to relate this back again because I'm being old today uh, to Madden and Summerall. Do we all remember when Madden and Summerall cut, uh, did games? Do we remember how many people, Packer fans, used to hate when Madden and Summerall called games? Because so many people felt like it was slanted towards San Francisco or Dallas one way or the other, that those were the teams they really wanted to cover. And yes, Madden loved Brett. But outside of that, it didn't feel like it was really all that, you know, two-way of a street. It felt more one-sided to a lot of people, and fans would get irritated by that. I don't think there's a a true answer or a good way of rotating these crews uh, around because when you deem somebody the number one broadcast crew from a TV executive standpoint, that means they're going to get to broadcast the same group of teams week in and week out. So if you believe Kansas City is the best team in, uh, in that conference going into the season, then their number one broadcast crew on CBS is going to get Kansas City a bunch. If you deem Aaron Rodgers as and the Packers the best team coming in, you're going to get that broadcast crew a bunch. For me as a fan, and just only as a fan, I'm not looking at this from a business perspective. Like if I'm a an executive at Fox or CBS, I, I'm just saying from a fan perspective. Dude, I don't want the same damn crew six times in a year, seven times in a year. Like, give me some different perspectives. I don't care if you're the last crew on Fox or if you're the last crew on CBS. You're still pretty good at what you do for a living. If you're doing NFL games, you're still good at what you do. I don't care where they rank you on their chart of things. I just like it from the aspect of I get a different opinion. I get a different viewpoint. I get different voices. I'd rather have that than listening to the same crew over and over and over. Now, is part of it because I can't stand that crew? Yes. Sure. That's part of it. I don't like those guys at all. I I, I don't. But even, even if I did like them, it's still the same crew over and over and over again. Like, I don't want to hear that. It's one thing if you're a fan and you have your home announcers on the radio or on TV, like if you're the Brewers or the Bucks. Okay, that's one thing. You like them. They're fans of your team. They're rooting with you for your team. You're not expecting it to be non-biased. You're expecting a bias call to a certain degree, or at least I am. I don't know about you. I want the bias call. I want them to be fans of my team since you're calling the game for my team. But on the national call, because you don't get local TV in the NFL, I'd rather have it rotate. Like, give me more opinions and options. Make sure everybody on the Fox side maybe gets a Packer game throughout the year and then figure out, you know, how much more Buck and Aikman get in there one way or the other. I don't know how many of you agree with me on that. Uh, I just want to get that out because I've had my fill of watching those guys. Uh, Dan Plucker, other side of the glass, got a question here from Tom. Uh, Wants to know, is Dan Plucker happy, sad, upset, that his Lions won and might lose the number one draft pick. That's from Tom on Twitter, tweeting at 12.50 a.m. The fan. Well, I'd be mad at a win. 
because of the number one draft pick possibly <sighs> being lost. It's not like there's some top quarterback in this draft. If there was, so if maybe there was a Peyton Manning, then you oh, might be living. Maybe, maybe a little bit more upset. Right. I mean, it's between two defensive ends that are both elite for the top two picks. Uh, no, I'm not upset at it whatsoever. It's fine. If we don't end up with the number one pick this year, it's not going to be the end of the world. And honestly, you... I don't know how much it would have been worth to the Lions already where they're sitting right now. My guess is they would try to trade back and maybe they get slightly more value for the number one pick compared to the number two. But everybody knows that this draft does not have a premier quarterback Agreed. in it. 1,000%. So you say it's based on the year. I will tell you from doing losing Bucks postgame shows for most of my life, uh, that I would actively root for them to lose down the stretch of the season because I wanted the because the NBA is a stupid lottery. So you want as many chances at the ping pong balls as you could possibly get. And at that point, I didn't really care who was at the top of the draft. I just wanted the opportunity to get a better player, to get more ping pong balls, that whole deal. That's what it was all about for me because, as John Hammond pointed out years later when they drafted Giannis, guys, nobody's coming here to sign a superstar. Not going to get a superstar to sign in Milwaukee. You may not like it, but that's how it's going to go. So the only way we're going to get one is to draft one. Now, when they won the lottery, right, big dog Glenn Robinson, I think that worked out fine. You know, the other options, obviously, uh, Grant Hill and Jason Kidd. Big dog, to me, coming out of Purdue was the obvious choice. The other year they won it was Andrew Bogut. Rami's here. I'm going to go to Rami. Do you remember the year they won it with Andrew Bogut? Yeah. I was in line at a fast food place. Bogut? Or the Bucks were announced the winner of the lottery, right? We lit—I forgot who was with me. Who was it? Was it Vernier with me? I don't remember who was with me. Somebody was in the car with me, and we literally drove back to the radio station, went on the radio, and did a show right off the bat talking about the Bucks winning the number one pick, and took calls, and away we went. Uh, an improvised show, uh, and so forth from that perspective. Bogut, eh, not Kevin Durant, uh, none of those guys. But at least you had that opportunity. That year was between who? Marvin Williams and Andrew Bogut. Those were the two guys that everybody was debating. Chris Paul was Nobody not. Nobody was talking about Chris Paul as the number one pick. He was not the no. factor that year. It was no. Marvin Williams and Bogut. Those were the only two guys they broke, brought in. And as the story goes, Marvin Williams couldn't even finish the workout the Bucks put him through. Uh, so that pretty much sealed the deal that Andrew Bogut was going to be the pick at that point. All right, coming up next, we'll hear from Rami Makhlouf. We'll hear what's coming up on the Rami Show straight ahead. Man. Oh, I, oh! This isn't my segment yet. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought this was okay. Go ahead. I'll say what I have to say after the break. Good. Sorry. Okay, that, that, that's not a big deal. If you want to talk, go no, ahead. It's fine. We'll just fine. delay the start of your show more. No, it's okay. Okay. Go I like break. your shirt. Thank you. Yeah, it's Yoda. A Yoda. It's a Yoda, a Yoda Christmas, Christmas shirt. shirt. Yeah, he's wearing a Santa outfit. Do you believe in ugly sweaters? Do you have ugly sweaters? I don't have one. Me it's either. The closest thing I have to an ugly sweater. I wouldn't be against having one. Really? Yeah, I'd wear one. Oh, all right. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan Live from the Lakeland University Studios. Online learning seven locations throughout the state. Learn on your terms. Lakeland.edu. The one and only Rami Makhlouf is here with the Rami Show. He was on this morning with uh, Bart Winkler. Uh, always entertaining. I felt like there was a little tension between y'all. Y- y'all good? Yeah. Y- you're? No, we're fine. Sure? Yeah, we're good. You don't want to be fighting the holidays. I'm just no. saying. No. That's what I was trying to tell him. Like he's so he's so cranky. Yeah, he like I he's felt cranky so, I lately. felt something. I didn't know what was going on, but I was like, yeah, this doesn't feel like this is normal, Rami and That's Bart. Not, it's not on my end at all. Bart's just Bart's cranky lately. Had him on my show yesterday, and he's cranky. He's making lists of people who he wants to fight and get into feuds with. Oh, he's it's been like, doing that forever, dude. What I you... remember once I had on one day on the morning show, he literally complained that he didn't have anybody to fight with anymore. 
You didn't know who you could fight with. Like he enjoys, I think, like starting fights on Twitter. He does. Enjoys starting fights on the air and rivalries. Like that whole thing with him and Rob. Like I think he thrives on it. I think he really, really kind of enjoys it. I asked I him don't yesterday. Think others try, enjoy I asked him, is he trying to start a feud with me? Because there was that there was that tension there. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. For he, sure. He insists it's not. He's, he insists that he and I are It definitely felt like there was about to go down between you two. He and I are still good friends. The people on Twitter were even like, I'm gonna take Rami and a TKO if this thing goes. <laughs> yeah. This morning. I think I could take part. Yeah, so I'm pretty I mean, sure I, just, I could take part. I'm just saying, like, what was going on? Okay, so y'all are good then. Yeah, we're fine. All right. I love Bart. I told you that yesterday, and I, I love you. I, well, that's nice. But I, all I'm saying is, I love how uncomfortable it was, that makes it you. was just weird. That's all. All right, go ahead. What do you got? Um, well, first of all, it's man, it's got to be nice that the thing you have to complain about as as a fan of a fan base of a football team is that you're getting the number one announced team too often. Just Dude, I, too, I can't stand those too guys. much of the number one announced team. Just like Packer fans couldn't stand Madden and Summerall back in the day, whenever they got stuck with Madden and Summerall. I'm because just saying, it must be nice that that's 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 the problem with your football season. No, that's gotta be cool. That's not a problem with my football season. But like I said before, like I think every announced team should get that that side. So if they're on Fox, you should get every NFC team once. So. Sorry, Buck and Aikman, you're going to get stuck doing a Lions game at some point. That's how this is going to go. Like, everybody's going to get a team. Instead of, Buck and Aikman, you're going to get these five teams all year. These yeah, are the only five put, teams you're going to talk about. They just want to put their A team. I know what you're talking about right. as a fan. They just want to put Correct. their A team on whatever game they think has the most eyes on And it. I said, I'm not talking from a business perspective of what's good for them. I'm saying from me as a fan, I want as many voices and opinions from play-by-play and analysts, because they got good analysts. Uh, across the board, like I said before, just because you're the last team of an NFL announced team for Fox, does that mean you suck as an announcer? Like, mm. You're still really some good them, if you're doing an NFL suck. team. Some of them kind of bad. Who? I don't like Mark Schlereth, dude. You don't like Schlereth? Stinky? No. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. We've had him on the show before. I know. I know. He didn't drive me. He didn't bother me at all. We haven't. Um, I'm not. He doesn't like, bother me. Yeah. Collinsworth. You like Collinsworth? Yeah, I do like Collinsworth. You like Collinsworth? I do. A lot of people can't stand Collinsworth. I think Joe Buck is probably the best football announcer around. I could take or leave Troy Aikman. Um, yeah, no. Actually, Kevin Harlan is the best football announcer around. Joe Buck second. Uh, I I will take any Harlan. Uh, any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Bob Harlan could do a game. I'd mm-hmm. say he's the best. Mm-hmm. So let me just say that first sure. of all. Um, as I've said before with Buck, he, he just exudes arrogance to me on, on broadcast. Uh, whether it be baseball, football. I'm not a big fan of him in baseball. Just rubs me the wrong way. It's too much room for him to, like, you know, air out on baseball. And it's too, too much, much room for him to talk. It's too much Joe Buck. Yeah, it's yes. too much Joe Buck on baseball. That's a good on, point. On football, You're right. on football, I like Joe Buck. I like Joe Buck a lot on football. Like I said, Troy Aikman, he doesn't bother me, but he doesn't really do a lot for me I don't either. want former Cowboys on my broadcast. I don't care Darryl about Johnson, that. Daryl Johnson I don't want. I don't yeah. want Troy Aikman. None of them. We had Michael Irvin on today, or yesterday oh, at Madness. You had Michael Irvin oh, on last week or whatever. Irvin. That's cool. How like, is he, by the way? He had COVID. He did, he's good? Uh, didn't ask. Okay. Um, did he sound okay? Sound fine. Was he his usual sound fine. bombastic self? Bombastic? Bombastic, yes. I don't know. <laughs> Sounded fine to me. I had a fire truck going behind him at one point. He was outside doing something, I think. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I thought he was really good yesterday when we had him. If you missed it, go to BigShowNetwork.com. You can listen to it there or download the Odyssey app and, and hit Rewind. We had him on at, like, 1130. We played the interview from The Madness yesterday, uh, earlier today. All right. Yeah, so, okay, go ahead. What Coming up on the show today, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. The NFC landscape changed a lot in Week 15. A lot. I don't know if you how closely you've looked at the playoff picture, all the tiebreakers now and everything. Yeah, we did yesterday on uh, Madness. Who's who's a threat to the Packers now? 
in the conference. Has anything changed? And that's go. why I put now at the end of that sentence. Okay. Because, yes, we have had this conversation before, but things change. Things change on a week-to-week basis, and it's been three, four weeks since we've had this talk. Things have certainly changed in three or four weeks since we've had this talk. So uh, let me just say that when we had Irvin on yesterday. He said San Francisco because of the ghosts of the past. He said San Francisco. Caller Pete in Appleton yesterday morning on Big Show said San Francisco before Irvin said it on Madness. Uh, again, because of ghosts of the past and mm-hmm. so forth and getting in your own head. And mm-hmm. re- let me remind you, LaFleur spanked Shanahan's sure booty uh, the last time they saw him. Sure did. So they don't really concern me all that much. I, for me, I don't really, I'm not concerned about much of anything. Gary had his dream. They're winning this thing. Rogers is staying. I'm good. Oh, yeah, you and I don't, dream. I don't need anything more. But if there's one team that I'd be concerned about, it's probably the cheater, probably Brady. That would be the one guy because, you know, he's won a lot of big games. He won at Lambeau last year, so him going back to Lambeau ain't going to concern him at all. Not in the least. Yes, they lost a wide receiver at Godwin, but you get Antonio Brown back. Oh, boy. I mean, that might be an upgrade. Antonio Brown's still pretty good at this point if he can stay healthy because he's been hurt for majority of the year. But if he can stay healthy with Evans, uh, Fournette looks like he's going to be out for a little while, but he'll be back for the playoffs, I would imagine. So, yeah, Tampa Bay would probably be my team. We did it today on the uh, on the show because Gary tweeted it out. Do you want McCarthy and the Cowboys? That'd be fun. That's a fun storyline. Sure. Yeah, I would love it. That'd be fun. And they're coming to Lambeau. That'd be good. Yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. All right, so what else you got coming up? Also on the show today, Keith Smith will be here to talk some NBA from Spotrack at 345. We'll talk some NBA and some Bucks at 4 o'clock. Now it gets real, right? Christmas? This is when things get real in the NBA for the Bucks and the NBA? Like this is when we start taking this thing seriously, right? Basically, the NBA season tips off in three days. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I'm, I don't take the, anything seriously with the Bucks outside of health. I care about injuries and losing players long term. But outside of that, I don't really worry about this one way or the other till February, March, somewhere in that area. And I think a lot of people are probably where you're at. I just, just because they're so good. Like, I would imagine this is what it was like for Christmas. the Jordan. You said you don't care until Christmas. Now you're pushing it back even further. Because I have the box. But I'm just saying if, if I was like the Pistons or some other team, you know, you're everybody's just trying to find their legs at this point. And now with all these games being postponed because of COVID and everything else, you really have no idea. LeBron just came out and said, I have no idea what this team is. We've had so many injuries and everything else going on. I have no idea, no idea how good the Lakers are actually going to be at some point. Not that good. I, I agree. Yeah. But I can get why he's saying it like it makes sense. I think everybody's kind of in that same boat right now because everybody keeps getting lost to COVID and injuries. So, I mean, again, I think Jordan and the Bulls were kind of the same way. Like, you watched because you knew they were going to spank everybody every single night. But... You didn't really worry about the regular season. You didn't really care until you got to about probably the second round of the playoffs with Jordan and the Bulls. That dude on the Packers beat Ryan Wood, our Green Bay football insider, will be here at 445 and much, much more fun and festivities on the Rami Show today. Last show before Christmas. Six-day break after this. Six days. Six days, man. Who approved that? You did, dude. You make the schedule, bro. What do you mean, who approved that? I don't remember. (laughs) No, actually, I do. I heard okay. you talk about it today when I was in my office. I was like, six days. So yeah. when I looked, I was like, yeah, sure Thursday, enough. Friday, and then the weekend, and Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Ronnie's show, not on Friday at all. At least mm-hmm. CBS Sports Radio uh, in place of you. Yes, sir. Uh, on Friday. So just a heads up for everybody there. Uh, okay, Rami, uh, good luck. I hope everything goes well for you. Hey, Merry Christmas to you and yours, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Yep, yep. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Um, You're not going to say Merry Christmas to me? I'm well, going to reciprocate. 
Is this like wish, I love you? Like I've got to say it back you can't, now? You can't even wish me a is Merry this, Christmas. You can't say I love you. The you same can't type of thing. I mean, okay, you can't say I love you. You can't wish me a Merry Christmas. You can't Shit. wish Sam on the other side of the glass. Hey, Rami. A Merry Sam. Love you. Love you too, dude. Hey, Rami. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas back at you, bud. See that? We were looking at each other right in the eye while that was going on. See that? Dude, he would just ask me when he, I thought you were going to leave at some point so he could host your show. I mean, just because he says I love you doesn't mean he loves you like that. Like, settle down. Life's too short, Sparky. Life is yeah. too short, yeah. man. Life is too short. Merry Christmas, buddy. Yeah, if you get to it, Merry Christmas to you as well. All right, have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Toodles! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.